What's up, everyone? Roy here, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Mill Podcast. I hope wherever you are listening to this, that it is filled with peace and joy. And yeah, this is going to be another message, a communion message for the week. And it's really interesting about this, this, this message for a couple of reasons. Well, one, I want to go back to last week's message about Sonder. And it's just really funny how when you talk about something like giving more people patience and space and understanding that they're all living a life just like you, that you're like, all of that's brought to the forefront of your life and you're tested and in that in so many ways. And I've just been laughing about it, how I made my struggle with this so public and still struggling with it. And maybe that's the point, you know, it's not that we're trying to fix anything to stop, but, uh, that we are just constantly trying. So that's funny. But but this specific communion message feels doesn't feel as much like a communion message, but I'm still going to frame it in that way because it was one of those, one of these type of messages and, and thoughts that started as one thing and just kind of grew into something much more. And uh, so before I start and get into it, like always, I just want to kind of pause in the space of silence to bring me into the space and maybe you guys as well. Okay, so what I kind of want to talk about is the idea of forgiveness. And there are a couple things that I'm going to be using as sort of my quote-unquote text. And uh, well, well, one of them is I kind of am going back to Luke 15, and I know I've been in there for a while, but uh, it's just that contemplative approach to reading the Bible is so wild. I'm, I just had to go back to it. And what I want to focus on in Luke 15 is the actual end of the chapter. And to frame it, it's it's going to be about, uh, it's back in the prodigal son, that story, that uh, parable. And at the end of it, what's really cool is it kind of shows the older brother's reaction to the younger brother being forgiven. And so I, I had originally titled this uh, The Brother That Never Left, or The Son That Never Left. <laughs> but what's funny is as I'm as I'm sort of sitting with this and like working on this and what do I want to say and what do I want to do, there were a couple things that happened that kind of made me sort of, it's that thing of like, oh man, I really need to talk about this because this is wild. And so the first thing that came up was... Um, Well, let me back up and go to the actual passage first, because I'll give you the brother's reaction. And so it's Luke 15, and it's verses um, 25 through 32. And it says, so this is is after um, the father has seen the younger son, and he uh, 
has welcomed him back and he's starting to kind of celebrate and party and just he's just excited to have a son back. So now his older son, this is verse 25, his older son was in the field. And as he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of his servants and asked what these things meant. Your brother is here, he told him. And your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and didn't want to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. But he replied to his father, Look, I have been slaving many years for you. I've never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with your friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your assets with prostitutes, you slaughtered the fat and calf for him. Son, he said, you are always with me and everything that I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Now this this part of the story has always resonated with me because I'm an older brother and... For those of you that are like me, that are older brothers, you know, we get to see our younger siblings in a lot of ways get away with stuff that we never got to get away with. I don't think I'm alone in that. I can I can think of countless things that I was, was punished for or that I had to do, uh, and to just watch my my brothers not have to do a lot of those things or be like sort of forgiven for stuff it's tough for me it's a tough pill for me to swallow but you have this older brother who is less than thrilled about this celebration that was going on for his younger brother and you know i think that in in a lot of ways the brother felt that he had every right to be angry and he, he, you know, he's been with his dad. He didn't leave. He stayed. He's been a part of the family, doing the job, toiling away in the fields, supporting the family, doing what he's thought was right every single day. And in his logic, the son shouldn't be forgiven. This, why? Why is my younger brother getting? all of these things for doing the opposite of what I'm doing. And I think what that's showing is something that's very human for us. Um, and what I want to talk about with regards to forgiveness is I think in a lot of ways we have a hard time with forgiveness, especially if it goes against something that we have formed as what I'm talking about that as our views, beliefs of right and wrong, ways of the world, things like that. There's this this picture that that I was using that kind of had come up as I was as I was uh, sort of sitting with this. And there's this. Uh, it's by the same guy, David Hayward. I know I keep mentioning him and. I'd love to have more conversations with him. He's, you know, on Instagram, he's the naked pastor and his, his, his pictures that he's drawing and his comics are amazing. But in this picture, it's, it's, it's titled all sheep matter. 
and basically what it is is you have a field full of sheep and there's they're on a cliff or it's this the field is is uh, bordered by a cliff and there's one sheep kind of kind of hanging off the cliff and in, cliff and in danger and then you have this figure who is i think drawn to look like jesus walking towards the sheep but behind him all the sheep are have, have these signs that say all sheep matter and it's just i just was like this is exactly what i'm thinking about it's just this idea of just like why does this person get to have these things why do these people get to be forgiven why it doesn't make any sense to us most times right because we start to i know for me i start we start to develop this logic based on the systems that are in place in our life right it's right and wrong laws rules in church it's it's just the way that we're supposed to be acting or doing or or living our lives now we get caught up in this logic of like no you know if this person does this they deserve to be punished and and what i'm not saying is we should be lawless or we should be anarchists and throw it all out with the playbook but like that logic doesn't work a lot of times when it comes to when it comes to life and people and especially the logic of this older brother didn't fit in the situation that this story is in you know you have a situation where you know this father has lost a child and in his mind the child was gone and i know that i know that this the my perception has shifted since i've become a father and maybe that's why it's it's resonating so different with me now but the thought of your child away from you not with you gone and not knowing if they're going to come back it's heartbreaking And so I'm pretty sure that this father, to see the son come back, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that the son did these things. The son is home. And I'm going to celebrate that my son is back. And it, I think in his celebration, in, in a lot of ways, maybe the son, the older son was thinking the celebration meant that this son mattered more to me. And I think in that picture of the, the sheep, you get this idea of like maybe those she, the sheep think that they're not regarded anymore because they're this the shepherd is going after this lost sheep. But that's not the point, and that's not, that's not what the actions are saying. The Father and, and God aren't using that logic a lot. And there are situations where we need to be punished. There are situations and the things that we do have consequences. But sometimes the forgiveness of whatever has happened is incredibly more transformative than punishment. And... I feel that, I felt that when I was a teacher, and I feel that with my son. And I think that God is wanting us to have that approach to life. 
And it goes back to what I was saying last week with the idea of Sonder, where people are living these lives that are just as vivid and tragic as yours. And they're crying out for forgiveness a lot of times and help and grace and all of that. And with that approach to humanity, it transforms us. It builds bridges. It allows for reconciliation. And it goes further and deeper than that logic of retribution. Like, if the father saw the son and was like, all right, you're back, you can be a servant now. You got to earn back my love. Sure, that kind of makes sense. But would that really fix anything in that relationship? Would that transform the son? Would it be a story worth telling? I don't think so. And we feel the pull and desire for reconciliation. I feel it. We all do. We watch stories. We read books. We cry at the cross all the time because it's powerful that we've been forgiven. It's powerful to think that we have a second chance. But what, and that's what I want for my son. I want him to know that there's always space for him. I want him to know that my place is safe. Sure, I'm going to teach him and I'm going to let him learn lessons and I'm going to do all of those things. But that is secondary to the idea that the space that I hold for him is safe. And we are craving, craving that. Places that are safe for us and not safe in that silly outward safe. I'm talking about that deep, that real space that people can hold for us and you can hold for other people. And we love it when it's for us. And we love it when we're forgiven. But we don't like it when other people are forgiven and don't seem to fit into the logic that we've created for ourselves. And what I'm talking about is, is I don't know if you guys listening have watched the Super Bowl but there was a commercial that came out and some of you already know what it is, but it was the, he gets us commercial. Basically what it was, was an AI generated. It was a commercial about 60 seconds long, I think. And it was a bunch of AI generated pictures of people washing other people's feet. And I, I mean, I, I saw the commercial. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Don't judge me too hard for that guys. But I watched it the next morning, and and in it, you know, you have things like a, a popular girl is washing a, a punk rock girl's feet. There's um, someone washing the feet. There's like a white person washing the feet of an immigrant. There's a police officer washing the feet of a, a African American. There is a, a preach preacher or a pastor washing the feet of someone I, I believe that was supposed to identify, you know, as LGBTQIA+. And at the end of it, it says, he said he didn't teach hate, or Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us. So I, and I, I finished that commercial, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's awesome. That's the message. That's it. 
it's forgiveness it's it's love it's it's humanity it's it's reaching across to 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 connect with people and boy was i a minority in that <laughs> people have people hated that commercial i have never seen so much backlash to something in my life that i've seen with people's reaction to this and how angry they are that someone would promote this idea of forgiveness i've seen reaction videos on instagram i've seen youtube videos of why they're wrong and why jesus didn't teach this and and why they're showing all the wrong things about religion and and christianity and and it just had like it just was funny that it's funny for me because i was thinking about this of of how hard it is for us to forgive and then life is showing me that yes it is hard and it, and it made me sad, incredibly sad, and 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 it's it just is we just don't we don't want to forgive people that don't look, act, or think like us. We don't. People that aren't in the box that we've created of faith, they don't deserve the forgiveness that we have. Now they uh, now saying that if they toe the line, if they do it exactly how we did it. If we can believe with their actions, I guess, that they're doing it right or they love God, then sure, they they deserve the forgiveness. But that's not the message. That's not the message of this. I don't care. I, I, I feel like all of you that are saying that are missing the fucking point. The brother did. He did. He missed the point, and he, and the father is 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 telling him that he missed the point. In the last two two scriptures, he says, "Son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours." But we have to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And I think that this message is so powerful because we as humans need to be reminded of some the just the fact that like. I don't know if everyone doesn't deserve forgiveness. That's tough to say, isn't it? It's hard for me to even say that if everyone doesn't deserve forgiveness or if there's not an opportunity for retribution. And I know that that's loaded because there's so many situations in life that it's hard. It's hard to forgive and it's hard to let go. And I hope that I'm not triggering people in that. Um, I realize the weight of what I just said. But it's hard to forgive. It's hard to let go. And I just think that when it comes to Christianity and when it comes to this, forgiveness is foundational to what it means to follow God and to follow Jesus. And that, and it's not about forgiving people who looked and act and talk like us. It's about forgiving people for people. And it's about reconciliation for not just us, but for everyone. And for me, when I read when I read this passage and I see the message of what Jesus is trying to say in there, I'm like, yeah, that's that's something that I can follow. That's something that I can 
I can get behind. And that's something that I want. I wanted my parents to treat me that way. And I want my son to feel that he's treated that way. I want people to feel forgiveness in their lives, no matter who it is. And I do believe that if, if Jesus was here, he would be doing the exact same thing that these images were trying to show us. And come on, how much is the yelling and screaming at all these people for their doing it wrong? How much has that really moved the needle? Right? So, the title of this was that I'm saying at the end was that all sheep matter <laughs> based on that picture. And. I do think that we need to be doing a lot more forgiving and letting go of some things to connect and to transform and to build because a lot of us are yelling and screaming at each other. A lot of us are crying out for grace and want to feel seen and heard. And the reason they don't come to... the Bible or God or anything is because they know that they're just going to be screamed and yelled at because they're wrong. So there we have it. I hope this resonated with you guys. You know, if you're looking for, once again, this was the last part of Luke 15, 25 through 32. And I think forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness is transformative. So I'll end with a little bit of silence. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. I hope your week is filled with peace and joy and good things forgiveness and all that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.